Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Lost is Above Replacement, the greatest baseball podcast to grace your ears. I'm today's host, Matthias Alvin Kurosaki, and with me are my co-hosts, our very own all-stars who come from near and far, Alex Clark and Ryan Splashpots. Gentlemen, gentlemen, we are recording this on a Thursday. Hope you all had a great 4th of July. How are we doing on this fine Thursday evening? So right now, yeah, my 4th of July was great. I just got back from vacation. I went to San to San Francisco, got to watch the Oakland A's and the uh the Oakland A's and the Giants get to go play some good baseball. Those of you that follow us on the bird app, I definitely was live tweeting from that. It was a good time. But I'm back home and now even more excited because All-Star Week is upon us and it's here in Seattle this year. So I get to go take part in all the cool events. Um, hello. Uh, I'd be doing a lot better if someone on Baseball Reference was nicknamed Splash, but I guess I can't have it always. Uh, also, while Al- Alex is happy that the All-Star game is coming to his city, uh, I am giving the middle finger to Major League Baseball for taking it away from Atlanta two years ago uh, and disrespecting Hank Aaron. Yeah, and I, I sure hope Atlanta does get the All-Star game eventually because they deserve it. Uh, you know, I, I remember back 10 years ago when New York hosted the All-Star game, I got to go to the Futures game. I got to go to the Home Run Derby. It's a ton of fun. Uh, so, uh, Alex, I am kind of jealous that you get to experience that this year. And so I, I'm sure that will be all sorts of fun uh, because there's also a bunch of different things going on throughout the week. Uh, but, yeah, I'm doing all right. Uh, we got a lot of thunderstorms, I will say, on the 4th of July, which was uh, not so great, but I'm doing well because the New York Mets have won four games in a row, which is more than 50% of their win total in July. Sorry, in June. They won seven whole games in June, and they've won four already in July. So that tells you everything you need to know about that team. But anyways, sticking with the All-Star Game topic, rosters have been revealed. The reserves have been listed. There are still players who are going to be added and subtracted due to injuries and whatnot. So let's dive in with the all-star game rosters. Who do you guys see in here that really stands out to you? Any first timers, any returners? Uh, and, you know, we'll get to the snubs later, but who, who are you excited to watch play this week? So we talked about this a little bit on the last podcast, but on the National League side, one of the guys I'm most excited to really get to watch is Corbin Carroll. Corbin Carroll is someone that I am very excited to watch, get to play it, just play in the game in general. Plus, it's also in his home field. It's in his home stadium. Uh, yeah, grew up in Seattle. So I'm, I'm really excited to get to watch this kid go and just man center field, or if he has to play in, the, in right field, something like that, then fine. But getting him to... Getting to watch him patrol the field, I am very excited for. It's also extremely well-deserved. Has dominated the NL Rookie of the Year race. And, I mean, he's right now getting MVP consideration. He 100% deserves to be here, and I am very excited to get to watch him play. You know, I'm well, gonna... actually, I know you have a lot of Braves to look forward to watch watching. Uh... You know? Well, I was actually going to make a reference to a different team of mine. Uh, As you guys know, I'm a Ravens fan, uh, but I'm going to show some love to the other bird team in the city. Uh, The the Baltimore Orioles have four first-time All-Stars, Adley Rutschman, Austin Hayes, Felix Bautista, and Yanir Cano. Like, 
we've talked about the Orioles in the past and, you know, they're this up and coming team and they have Henderson and Rutschman, Grayson Rodriguez, and they have all these top picks coming up. Colton Cowser, congratulations on your debut yesterday. But the Orioles have like done something concrete here. They have four all-star caliber players. All of them are young players. All of them are, you know, imperative to their success. And how often do you see two relievers from the same team? You get Bautista, you get Cano. You know, Cano is a guy that has kind of been on the outside of our rookie of the year conversation because we don't discuss relievers too often. Um, But he's a guy that's been awesome. Felix Bautista is one of the nastiest pitchers in baseball. He's a guy that's going to be in our top five closers next year, probably. Adley needs no introduction, but Austin Hayes, man, he has been cooking. He's been, you know, a solid big leaguer for a lot of his career. But this year he's just been right there. And I know there's been some injuries, you know, Jordan's missed time, Judge's missed time. So it's not exactly the fairest assessment to say he's been, you know, a silver slugger caliber player, but he has been in our silver slugger rankings, you know, on these week to weeks when Judge is out or Alvarez is out. So, you know, props to the Orioles. They're they're finally getting some of those, you know, those baby birds are coming through and are all stars now. That's awesome. One thing I want to say really quickly before we go too much farther, someone is bring up Baltimore, especially someone in the social media team for the Orioles needs to be fired for talking about the new King Felix for Felix Bautista. Don't get me wrong. Felix Bautista is a great pitcher and is one that I'm really excited to watch. I was not excited to watch him play against Seattle because it was just intimidating, but come on. One come with a new nickname and two, especially when you're going to Seattle, you can't just take the name King Felix. This man is now going to get a lot of unwarranted booze going at this just because of a nickname that I don't even think he agreed. Okay, so, Alex, quick question for you. Do you hate Astro social media more or Orioles social media more? I will always hate the Astro social media more. Fair but I does not mean I do I do not like at all what the Orioles do. I have no problem with the Baltimore Orioles. I like the Orioles. One of my good friends is a really good Orioles fan. But at the same time, like, especially when you're going to Seattle, have a little respect. Come on. Yeah, it, you know, it for some reason reminded me that back in 2021 in spring training, the, the Orioles, I think, assembled a great pitching rotation for 2013 when they signed both Felix Hernandez and Matt Harvey to minor league contracts. Only Harvey made the roster, but it was just like, wow, you're building. If, if you were like 10 years earlier, that would have been like the dream team right there. Anyways, uh, beyond that, so – you know, you mentioned the Orioles, you know, four four Orioles, which is great. For me, a bit of a local twist on this one. There are two guys from Westchester County, or that that area that made the roster, which is about 20 minutes away from me. George Kirby named an injury replacement. Obviously, I'm really excited to see him because he was my AL Cy Young pick. Plus, he gets to pitch in his home stadium, so that's awesome. Let's go, and Kirby! Then Josiah, and then Josiah, Josiah Gray, he's from New Rochelle. Uh, and he's also, you know, he went to Lemoyne College, which is the other school in Syracuse, which at the time was Division Two, and now is Division One. But he's he was he allowed home runs at the worst rate in baseball last year, and this year he's just been fantastic. He's the Nationals' only representative, so I'm really excited to watch these two guys. And then uh, as a hitter, though, uh, one guy, obviously Corbin Carroll, but the, you know, in addition to Carroll. I would say I'm really curious to see what Jorge Soler does. I feel like he's one of those guys where 
you know, he, he, whenever he makes contact, the ball goes flying. And I think if he gets in that bat, we could see him win all-star game MVP. Uh, again, all-star game MVP is like impossible to predict. I mean, we talked about one time all-stars last, last week, JD drew made one all-star game and he happened to win all-star game MVP that year. And I believe Mike Trout has won that award twice, uh, two years in a row. I believe he's the only player to do that in consecutive years. But anyways, we I mentioned this for a second earlier, uh, which is the snubs. And there are snubs every single year. And, you know, of them get added to the rosters as injury replacements. But let's start. Uh, we're going to divide this up into the American League and National League. Let's start in the AL. Who do you guys see as someone who should have made the roster this year? Um, I need to make a brief mention to a player that has done incredible work. And that is that of one Mike Ford, who is not going to be an all-star. It's not even a snub for an all-star. Uh, but I do want to at least mention the fact that for him, that he could have been an all-star. He could have been in the home run derby. Considering the fact that right now he has 19 hits on the season and seven of them are home runs. The dude is the definition of a labs. As for those of you that do not know, are still learning from us. We've coined the term labs, L-A-B-S, for left, lefty, athletic, bulky slugger. And, uh, or beefy slugger, whichever B word you want to use. But at that point still, I for the American League, there's, there's a lot of names that like, I feel could have honestly made it. And there's some definite ones, but honestly, I think they got a lot of them right. Like, there's a few that are like, okay... Sure, that shouldn't have been on the team. Like only the Brett Rooker is only on the team because of every team needs to have a representative. But really, I'm struggling to come up with someone that I think like honestly fully deserves to be there. Like, please change my mind on that. But I'm kind of okay with it, surprisingly. Uh yeah, I'm gonna change your mind real quick. Uh the best defense from ba- the the best defensive player in baseball this season has been Toronto Blue Jays center fielder Kevin Kiermeyer. And part of this, you know, all-star push was a you know, get Kiermeyer to the all-star game, right? Because he's never been to one. He's, you know, a historically relevant defensive player who was having a good year at the plate. It had had been better. He's kind of tailed off a little bit. So this case is not as good as it was two weeks ago, but he leads the majors in triples, 11 doubles, four home runs, 10 steals, hasn't been caught yet. Uh, 270, 333, 431 slash. So a 113 OPS plus, but that's not the important thing. He is back to being the outlaw. You know, he has been tremendous, otherworldly in center field for Toronto and nothing against Luis Robert uh, in Chicago, who's been almost equally as impressive. But to me, Kiermaier has been as dominant at an aspect of a game as anyone in baseball is this season. And he's been a plus offensive player on a generally good Blue Jays team. So, you know, with all due respect to Kyle Tucker and Julio Rodriguez, when I saw that Judge and Alvarez and Trout were going to miss the game, I was a little surprised that it's Tucker and Julio making it over Kevin Kiermaier. And I know Julio is a local guy, so I kind of give that a pass. But Kyle Tucker, what are we doing here? Uh, Kevin Kiermaier should have been that spot. Yeah, and I'll I'll add this. I mean, you said, I mean, Kiermaier is 2.8 baseball reference war in 69 games. Nice. But he's been, he's finally having that type of year like he did. Uh, when he was with the Rays, where he could be like a bit above average offensively while being Superman in center field. You know, you you don't get that very often. I feel like you know, for a while, Andrew and Simmons, you know, at shortstop, Andrew and Simmons surprisingly 
never made an all-star game, but he had multiple seasons where he was a seven, almost eight win player. And I was shocked when, you know, year over, you know, I felt like every year it would be like, all right, is this the year Andrew Olton's going to make the all-star game? Is he going to finally be an above average offensive shortstop? And he never quite got there. Uh, so I agree with you a little bit on Kiermaier. I, the one I'm going to, I'm going to put a blanket one on this one. The New York Yankees have the best ERA for any bullpen in the majors yet not a single one of their relievers made the all-star game, which is absolutely crazy. And I'm going to point to the one that really stands out for me, which is Clay Holmes, their closer. He was an all-star last year, 10 saves, and in 34 and a third innings, he has a 2.36 ERA, 43 strikeouts against 14 walks, but also no home runs allowed. So a 2.18 fifth. I'm just confused as to how he didn't make it. I get Emmanuel Classe has the appeal of, being that fireballing reliever who throws 102 miles per hour on his cutter. But Class A hasn't really been himself this year. I get the Guardians have underperformed, but I feel like Holmes was more deserving than Emmanuel Class A, with all due respect there. And then I'm going to just shift over to their division rival, the Boston Red Sox. They had two guys who share an outfield who I think were very worthy, uh, one of them being Masataka Yoshida, you know, the r- rookie outfielder, People question how he would adjust to American pitching. Well, he's hitting 310 with an 861 OPS. Yes, he hits the ball on the ground a lot, but he he drives the ball in the gap when he needs to. Nine homers, 18 doubles, two triples. His defense needs work, but I think generally he's been pretty good. And then Alex Verdugo. Verdugo's been an extra base hit machine. 26 doubles already to go with six homers and four triples. An 809 OPS. I feel like that almost gets lost in the shuffle. But I feel like Verdugo had a case to be a first-time All-Star. And I obviously, you can sort of mention Rafael Devers, although his defense hasn't been that great. And other than his traditional counting stats, for a guy with 20 homers, he's not even slugging 500. That's a tough one. But any other snubs in the American League before we move on to the NL? Uh, I am glad that Wander Franco's snub got rectified there. That was just bizarre. Yeah, I, I know, for sure. I know. Kind of a three-horse race there, and one of them was going to be at least an initial snub. Um, but uh, glad to see Wander in. I thought at the time he was probably second in AL MVP voting. Um, at least that's what we posted. Now he's third. Um, but it was weird to see one of the top two or three players in the AL the whole season not make the All-Star team. Um, I, on that same exact note um, of players get uh, that got in that were not originally in, George Kirby, I'm happy my boy Kirby's in. He has put together a hell of a year. And um, just to give a little shout out, I think I, well, I don't think he's fully also an all-star. Logan Gilbert has a pitching exceptionally well for Seattle this year, including just having his very first ever uh, complete game shutout against the Giants uh, on the 4th of July. So good on him. It was a great matchup. Uh, for one of the, if I have to say like another get name, just because I'm looking up players on uh, fan graphs right now, for fan graphs, were one of the best, one of the top twenty players, not just pitchers, players in the American League is Luke Rayleigh for the Rays, and he didn't make the list either. Right now, he currently has a uh, baseball reference WAR of two point five as a reliever. So, good on him there. Yeah, and I will add one guy who I was pretty happy to see make it as an injury replacement was uh, Carlos Estevez for the Angels. He's finally the closer for a team. He had gotten some save reps for the Rockies in the past, but 
He's out of the altitude, and he has a 1.85 ERA with 21 saves and 42 strikeouts in 34 innings. Having a career year, glad he got recognized because he's been one of the most underrated. Honestly, he might be the most underrated relief pitcher in baseball right now. He's he's locked in. I will say if there's one other guy I'd maybe look at, and I get he was off to a slow start this year, but he's been on fire lately, Gunnar Henderson. I think we're going to see him a lot more down the line. But whether that be at third base or shortstop, so we'll we'll you know we I, I'm sure we'll see him in plenty of All Star games going forward. Let's move over to the National League. Uh, Splash, I'll I'll go with you here first because you are the NL guy. Uh, All Star snubs in the National League. Who you got? Um, let me make this a simple point. As far as I'm concerned, this season, if we are ranking the quality of a baseball player, it's Otani 1, Acuna 2, Fernando Tatis 3. Fernando Tatis did not make the All-Star team. He has not been added as a reserve, and I do not anticipate him making the All-Star team. Let us put into perspective, he is on pace to have a 9-win season, a 9-war season. I know he missed the first 20 games, yada, 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 whatever. He has a better war pace than he had in 2019 when he played 84 games and had a 154 OPS+. plus. He has a better war pace than he had in 2020 when he was a great player and finished 4th in MVP voting. He has a better war pace than he had in 2021 when he led the National League in home runs, slugged 600 as a shortstop, gets all these shortstop bonuses, for defensive value and whatnot, was third in NL MVP, made the all-star team, and was a silver slugger. This year, he's on pace for nine war. He's not going to get there because he missed the first 20 games of the season. But as for my money, Tatis has been the third best player in baseball. I know that's not going to be reflected in some of our voting, right? Because he missed 20 games. So the counting stats aren't there. But he's been an electric hitter, a 140-plus OPS+. plus. He has 16 home runs. He has 14 steals. If he plays the rest of the season, he's probably going to have a 30-30 season, despite missing the first basically month of the season. And he's been a defensive maestro in right field. He has the rocket launcher of an arm. But the all-around outfield presence for Tatis has been mind-boggling because he's playing it better than Mookie Betts is this year. He's playing it better than Alex Verdugo is. Kyle Tucker, we know these guys as elite defensive right fielders. Aaron Judge, you can throw his name in there as well. We know these guys as elite defensive right fielders. Ramon Laureano as well. And he has been far and away the best defensive right fielder. Every defensive metric loves him. And I I understand why Tatis didn't make the All-Star game. I know why he's not going to make the reserves. Even if the entire team got hit by an asteroid tomorrow, he would not make the reserves. They're going to find some other bozos to put in. But he deserves to be in. He's been the best player in the National League, potentially even over Acuna. And it's a shame that he's not an All-Star. Yeah, I was going to talk about Tatis, but I knew that you were going to beat me to it, so that's fine. I Here's a question for you guys, actually. This is just something I was thinking about. Tatis has definitely not been the guy that has been, let's just say, has had the cleanest record. He's been a bit of an, a bit of an ass, honestly, to players, to coaches, and has also acted that way, too. Do you think this, this snub from being on the All-Star team, do you think this could be the coaches in the league trying to punish him? I was, it wasn't, of, I, I was kind of thinking about this. Actually. Yeah, because at this point now, like he wasn't going to make the I don't think he qualified for the like, for being in the fan voting. I'm not sure if I'm wrong. Please let me know. I think uh, yeah, he, he made he, he did. He, he did. He did. OK. okay. Yeah. All right. So then on top of it, if the, the fans didn't vote him in now, the coaches have the chance to do so. I almost think this could almost be a punishment for Tatis to be like, look, 
you've done a lot of stupid things. Think about it a little bit, please. And yeah, while we don't know always like, well, let's see. So we're, we're supposed to a lot of times separate the player from the person, separate the stats from the human being. But I feel like we're getting away from that a lot more lately. And honestly, I'm kind of okay with it. I like seeing players that actually understand that they are role models, be going out there and ha- and being taught to act like it, like that. But I also, I'm not quite sure because you also don't want to snub a guy that is having a transcendental great season. You don't want to, like, if the All-Star game is meant to showcase the best players in baseball, you don't want to take that away from the fans, considering that that's what the All-Star game is. The only thing the All-Star game is good for is fan engagement and another accolade for the trophy case for the players. Like, there's not a whole lot else. I will yeah, I mean, say yeah. that Tatis's counting stats, while really good, um, he did miss 20 games. And when the initial roster was released, he played he played like 75% of the games. And when fan voting was going on, he had played like 60% of the games. So I I understand from a from a Lindor over Arcia angle, right? The you'd rather have the guy that played the full season than the guy that was a little bit better, but in a smaller sample size. I understand that. I'm fine with that. Right. But I think Tatis was probably on the line between being spectacular in a smaller sample size, kind of like a Matt McLean um, or an Orlando Arcia or Geraldo Perdomo in this case. But I think he was a, across that line for me. And I'm sure they had conversations of is should Tatis be an all-star? Is he having a better season than the other outfielders that made it were Nick Castellanos, Lourdes Gurriel, and Juan Soto. Uh, Soto was fine over him. I'm fine with that. Gurriel has cooled off a lot late, lately, so his stats aren't going to look – he might be a below-average hitter by the time the all-star game rolls around, actually. He's been in that just kind of a cold spell. And Castellanos is hitting over 300. He's having a good season, but he's not going to compare to Tatis war-wise because he just stinks defensively. So – well, Castellanos rather... is there partially because he's been like the only overachiever in the Phillies lineup. That's a good point. Opinion. And he's the only Philly on the roster. He's so. all the, yeah. So I, I think the Tatis versus Gurriel argument every day it passes becomes more in favor of Tatis. So Alex, I understand your point, And I think that's probably part of the discussion, but this is also probably a, a divide of, Hey, if, be on the field maybe it's not a punishment as much as you weren't on the field for 20 games. So maybe the players and coaches and MLB were thinking, Oh, well we are punishing you because you missed 20 games, not because you're an idiot. And I mean, that's totally fair. Right. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I think it could be honestly, either way. I see the reasoning why he's not, but at the same time, he is playing like one of the best, which also kind of brings up another mini question here. At that point, and Ellie De La Cruz has been probably the most electric player in all of baseball, but he just started. So I remember years ago when Yasiel Puig first came up to the league and he set the world on fire. And everyone was talking about, does he deserve to be in the All-Star game? And the question came up of, is the All-Star game for the best players in baseball or is it for the best people who have performed throughout the first half of baseball. And that's what the question really came down to. And I believe in that year, I don't think Puig made the all-star. I'm not. He was was in the final vote, but he did not make it. Gotcha. Okay. One player I'm at least going to bring up in all this, though, still just so another name gets talked about. Jesus Luzardo. I think right now he has a 2.4, uh, 
uh, Fangraphs War and is the sixth best pitcher in the National League according to Fangraphs War. Like, I understand that, you know, there's a lot that are on top of him. I think that he's just purely the case. Um, the only reason why he's off is because some people, some teams need that one representative and that representative off time is off times is just going to default to either the a starting pitcher or reliever. And I think for Lizardo, they already had their one main guy in Luis Reyes, who, who is hitting the ball with expert pinpoint precision. <laughs> so it's a little bad that he's getting snubbed a bit, but I understand it also why. So, the guys, so there are a few guys I want to talk about. I'm glad you guys mentioned Luzardo and Tatis because those were two of the guys I was thinking of. Uh, the first guy, or actually, the first two guys, I'm going to lump them together, are two nationally East outfielders. The first one I'm going to talk about is Lane Thomas. Uh, Lane, Lane Thomas has come out of nowhere, it feels like. I mean, he's always showed flashes of greatness. Like, you'll have stretches where he's great. And then this year, he's hitting 304 with an 860 OPS, 137 OPS plus. 14 homers, 23 doubles, seven steals. He's doing everything right, I would say. And yes, his walks are down and he's striking out a decent amount or he struck out 94 times. But I think, you know, he's a guy worthy of being an all-star, in my opinion. And that, granted, I get that, you know, they went with Josiah Gray, who's also having a strong year as the Nationals all-star rep. But I think there's a case for Thomas to make it, in my opinion. You know, I we, we mentioned Lawrence Gurriel Jr. I love, I'm happy for Gurriel. He's first time all-star, but I think Thomas is more deserving. And so is the other guy I'm going to mention. And, you know, get out all their uh, pitchforks for calling me a homer, but Brandon Nimmo. Like, Brandon Nimmo has, by the way, been on a power surge. He's homered five times in his last eight games. Last year, he hit 16 homers. His career high is 17. He's already at 13 this year. 131 OPS plus. Yes, he's striking out more than ever. But he's he's sacrificed the swings and misses for home runs playing a good center field, I think Nimmo at least deserves consideration to be an all-star, especially with the way the Mets have struggled. They needed a rep. I get that Pete Alonso wasn't going to do the home run derby if he didn't get selected to the all-star game, but I think Nimmo was more deserving, in my opinion. And then the last guy I'm going to mention is someone who was briefly brought up, Matt McClain. Uh, National League shortstop, not very good this year. In all honesty, I thought the three – the you know, I thought Arcia, all right, he's having a career year. I get why he made it. You know, he won the fan vote. Uh, I thought Lindor, with his recent surge, should have been in consideration because, you know, like I said, not a great position. He's actually about the same uh, OPS-wise as he was at this point last year. But McLean, uh, yes, he's only played 46 games, but he has 1.9 baseball reference more. He's hit seven homers, 15 doubles, and four triples. So he already has... 26 extra base hits in the majors. He's got an 894 OPS, 133 OPS plus. I feel like McLean, despite his limited sample size, is worthy of consideration because of how weak that position is. So those are guys who I think were snubbed. Uh, do you guys have any others? This could be on either side. Any other snubs before we move on to our next topic? Uh, Jamer Candelario. Uh, I don't think Arenado or Riley really deserved it. And you have sort of the argument for the same thing with the shortstops that it just wasn't a strong group. Um, I think Candelario has been the best third baseman in the national league this year. Um, David Robertson. Uh, I thought he's been great for the Mets. If they had to have one rep, I would have picked him. Um, I was I will surprised say, he wasn't, he yeah, wasn't picked. I, yeah, same here. I, I will say Nimmo is a bit of a, um, uh, I can't figure out how to like word this. 
Um, he gets screwed that there's no positional designations. He's been the best National League center fielder, but it's just outfielders. oh yeah. So that's if that's it's tough. National League center field, right? Then you're starting your starting outfielders probably would have been uh, Carroll. I guess he plays left. He plays everywhere, left. but yeah, left. So it would have been what Carroll, Nimmo, Acuna. Okay, yeah. and then your backups are Betts and right. Ooh, Soto in left, and then I don't even begin to. T.J. Friedel is your backup center fielder. Is that? Is that uh, I didn't even think about that. Uh, okay. Um, uh, yeah, maybe T.J. Friedel. He steals bases, he hits for yeah. power, and he robs people. Of he is playing well. Yeah, let him cook. But I, I think Nimmo's a fair, a fair shot. Um, but David Robertson, I thought was a pretty, pretty big snub. And if you say swap, uh, Candelario. Josiah Gray, if you make that swap and you add in, say, if you bring in like a Phillies pitcher, the Phillies pitching hasn't been great, and then you remove Castellanos. Maybe so, Craig Craig Kimbrell's been on a hot streak lately. You could mm-hmm. consider him. I'm just I'm just thinking out loud here. Uh, <laughs> I would would have gone for the switch of uh, Candelario comes in instead of Riley slash Alonzo. And then your Mets representative would have been David Robertson and Josiah Gray just misses out. But I know, I know they want Alonzo in the Derby and they need more National League representation. But that's the issue. Yeah, I think they they heard Alonzo say that he wasn't going to do the Derby if he wasn't in the All Star game, and so they were their hand was kind of forced there. I mean, Alonzo takes the Derby real seriously, as you guys know. Uh, so, and I know people will dunk on him like, "Oh my God, what a goof!" You know, he takes the Derby so seriously. Well, I mean. There, there is some extra cash on the line, by the way. Uh, what was the the stat? He made more. He made more by winning, winning the, the derby, derby than yeah. he made in his salary the first like two or three years. Exactly. <laughs> so that, that there's that. Uh, if there was another Met that I'd maybe look at, Tommy Pham has been ridiculous the last I would say six weeks. So if you wouldn't believe it, Tommy Pham's hitting almost two ninety at this point. Uh, you know. So, anyways. Uh, I think that's enough, unless Alex, did you have any yeah, other snubs? Yeah, not really so much a snub, just I want to bring some attention to this as well. And if if you're the if you're calling yourself a homer for your thing, Matt, I am the uber homer, as I've only been talking about Mariners lately. But that's just because I'm excited. But um, if you haven't already, go and take a look at J.P. Crawford's uh, baseball reference page. The dude has been killing it as of late, and he's been doing stellar defense. So on top of it, well, I don't think he deserves being the all-star just because there are a lot of really good shortstops in baseball right now. We'll give it a look. You'll, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. Now Crawford would have made it in the National League, in my opinion. That's the thing. It's the opposite in the American League. You have great shortstops in the AL. I think a lot of shortstops, you know, like Seager, Franco, Bichette, Crawford, you can throw in there, who are exceeding all expectations, in my opinion. And then you go over to the National League where a lot of the highest paid shortstops, uh, you know, you can include Lindor in this to an extent, Bogarts, Turner are all uh, Swanson, I guess, sort of, although he he's been great defensively like Lindor. They've all been underperforming. So two completely opposite ends of the spectrum. Uh, uh, why do mention of Javi Baez and Tim Anderson? They've been the best. Oh, my God. Yeah. God, I what was the stat. Uh, I saw someone tweet that. Tim, they were on Tim the Anderson. cover of uh they were on the cover of Sports Illustrated 
as like yeah. pipped as the stars of the tw- 2020s, and they have been the two worst hitters by OPS. Yeah, and the other one I saw was uh, home runs in their last 300 at-bats. It's Zach Greinke has five, and Tim Anderson has zero. Uh, that's that's disappointing, really. That's really – because I love watching Tim Anderson play. I think he's a great ambassador for the game. He's a really fun player, and he's just not really – not really performing well. Uh, so, anyways, that's all. Uh, that's all we have on the All Star Game. Let was us know. there a was there a what? stat about Tim Anderson that in, in his last three hundred at bats had zero home runs, but Zach Greinke in his last three hundred at bats had like five? Was exactly. that like a stat? Yeah, that was a stat that came out a little bit ago that made me just laugh. <laughs> it, it's that's the that's that's the thing though is like you know when. I feel like this is very much a power hitters game nowadays, and that's why Alonzo made it, and that's why Kyle Schwarber made it last year. Uh, so, anyway, speaking of power, we have to talk about the home run derby. We have our field of eight. Luis Robert, Adolis Garcia, Mookie, Mookie Betts, Pete Alonzo, Ali Rushman, Randy Rosarena, Vlad Guerrero Jr., and Julio Rodriguez will be competing in the home run derby. So, I say we do a bit of a bracket here. And let's start off with the first matchup. We have Luis Robert going as the one seed, facing off against the eighth seeded Adley Rushman. Yeah, is who takes the who moves on here? Um, a lot of people have Adley as a dark horse in this derby. However, watching Louis Bob hit, I I think I'm gonna have to go with Luis Robert Jr. here. Not I'm not his biggest fan. But he's been absolutely cranking the ball this year. I think he's gonna win. Is I think he's gonna beat out uh, Adley. Yeah. Uh, while we have an American League versus American League matchup, um, it's very disappointing. There's only two National Leaguers. I know some of them opted out, and I, I get that. Like I think Olson opted out. Acuna probably said no. You know, other popular players in the National League. Schwarber hasn't been as good as usual, right? Like, okay, fine. But it is still disappointing that you have six American leaguers and just two national leaguers, although Betts and Pete are great for the game. Um, but I have Lubop here. Just I think he's going to put on a show. I think he's a guy that's going to rise to the moment. Um, and I do think this is going to be one of the unfortunate ones that Robert isn't going to finish with a crazy home run total because Adley's only going to hit, you know, relatively few maybe like 14 as opposed to 24. And I think Robert's a guy that having a quote unquote easier first round matchup is going to kind of help him. And that might be the reason he wins the whole thing, as opposed to say Alonzo versus J-Rod, those guys are going back to for- back and forth, back and forth. Pete might have to hit 25 home runs in the first round, or Mookie might have to hit 25 home runs in the first round to beat Guerrero. So um, I'm going to figure a loop up here. I'm really on the fence here because on one hand, I I think you know Robert when he's on is he all he does is hit homers basically. But on the other hand, I feel like Adley, you know, while he ne- does hasn't necessarily hit for a ton of power this year, when he wants to hit for power, he does hit for power. So I'm actually going to take the dark horse here. I am going to take Adley, and I think it. You know, I'm going to make the bold prediction right now. This one goes to a swing off. And Adley wins in the swing okay. off. Something just tells me. Uh, so let's move on. The next next matchup on that side of the bracket is at uh, Adolis Garcia fa- facing off against Randy Rosarena. Two guys 
more, I feel like I at first I more so knew these guys for their speed, but they definitely have plenty of pop. Who wins this matchup? Um, on this one, I'm taking Randy. Rakes all night, day, year, Randy Rosarena. I here's my thing. I love Adelise Garcia, and I think that he is a great player. I think he is a very underrated player in baseball. But I think that just when it comes down to pure power, I think a Rosarena has a little bit more than Adelise. I think Adelise is definitely a very fast, a very fielding oriented player with a good bat on his shoulders. But I think Randy's bat is just a little bit strong. You know, I think here my perspective here is if this was in like batting practice, I think Adelise wins. But there's a crowd of people. It's televised. So Randy is going to take this event and, you know, just do Randy things with it. Um, so I think if you're if they went in the backyard and had a home run derby, I think Garcia wins. But, you know, at T-Mobile Park uh, in front of tens of thousands of people there in front of millions watching i think randy wins and i'm going to second that i think t-mobile park is the electric factory and it's going to feel fuel randy rosarena and i think he takes this uh it's I, again it's gonna be a close one i think i'm not gonna guarantee a swing off here but i think i think randy takes this pretty it's gonna be a narrow victory i think because garcia has plenty of pop 22 homers this year but yeah i'm gonna take randy here so Let's move on to the other side of the bracket. First matchup, the three versus six seed, Mookie Betts versus Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Mookie, first-time contestant. Vlad, a second-time contestant. He made to the finals his one other time. So who wins this matchup? This is a pretty interesting one, I think. To quote the broadcasters from the first time that Vladimir Guerrero Jr. participated in the Derby, this man was built to hit homers. And that's, I think, what he's going to do here. On top of the fact that, one, he is such a pure power threat. On top of all that, he's also played at T-Mobile a lot more than Mookie Betts has, as, again, just being an American League guy. I think at this point right now, I think Vlad just has the advantage, when, even though he is the lower seed. Mookie, don't get me wrong. When that dude connects, the ball explodes like a laser beam off of his bat. But I think Vlad, he's got a little bit more pure power. And that's so I'm taking Vladdy. Uh, so I'm going to take Vladdy, but this is to me the most important part of this. Sometimes the home run derby screws with your swing, right? Sometimes it unlocks the best version of yourself. Juan Soto in 2021, for example, still should have won the MVP, but I digress. Vladimir Guerrero, say hello to what puts you back in the conversation of being the best first base in baseball. In back in 2021, he had a 45% ground ball rate. That's when he was second in MVP. This year, it's uh, 46%, lower than it was the last couple of years. But the fly ball rate is a little bit down from where it was in 2021. And this event tells you, hey, line drives and fly balls are the name of the game. So I think Vladdy wins. And I think this is the fuel of like a 20 homer second half. So Vladdy's at 13 home runs right now. I think he gets to 30, 35. Yeah, so I'm going with Vladdy too, and you know when I, here's the thing is that Mookie Betts is definitely hitting for power. I never really think of him as a power hitter necessarily, or a slugger. Maybe it's because he's you know a little smaller in stature. He's only five nine, but I feel like I I mean I am very curious to see how he does here because like I said, he's not like a gargantuan human being. Uh, so I think 
Mookie will definitely put up a decent fight, but I think this is the competition that Vladi is built for. Uh, and I mean, he got so close to winning in 2019. I think he's going to win it, or he's going to at least make a, a bit of a run here. So I'm going to go Vladi winning this over Mookie. And then let's move over to the last first round matchup. Pete Alonso, the second seed, facing off against Julio Rodriguez, the seventh seed. I think this might be the closest matchup on here. Who do you guys have? I'm gonna go last on this one for very, very obvious reasons. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not surprised here. Uh, darn. Um, yeah, uh, Pete's going last. He's gonna win this one. It, it's as simple as that. I think Julio's at home, which is an advantage here. But Alonzo goes last. And I think that's a massive advantage when like Julio's gonna put up this huge number, right? Twenty plus home runs, and I fully expect that to happen. And the crowd's going to be popping. And guess what? Alonzo's going to come up. The crowd's still going to be energized because they just saw Julio hit 25 ding-dongs. And Alonzo's going to go out there and hit 15 missiles 500 feet and then get the extra time and hit 17 more. So, um, yeah, Alonzo wins. Yeah, so I'm also going with Alonzo mainly. Well, it's it's actually a, a rematch of last year when Julio took out Alonzo, uh, ended his run as the reigning champion. But I think it's Alonzo. Uh, I feel like he, he's a guy who keeps his, at least in the first round, he keeps his heart rate pretty low during it. And I think he's he's not going to be phased by, you know, Julio having the home home field advantage. So I think Alonzo, you, you mentioned it with uh, Vlad Guerrero as, you know, this could be a jumping off point. Well, I remember in 2021, Alonzo was having a down year. Uh, only had 11 homers by the time they got to the homer derby. And I think he hit 25 in the second half. Right now, Alonzo's in a bit of a slump. I think this is a uh, something that can re-energize him to a certain point. So I think Pete wins this. Like I said, it's going to be very close, I think. But I agree with you about the whole going second thing. I think he wins because of that. So, oh, okay. It's Mariner Man time to talk. And this time here, what happened the last time this happened? Well, when Julio went up against Pete last time, who won? It was Julio. When these two come up next time, it is going to be in T-Mobile Park, who is the home of one Julio Rodriguez. And on top of it, even earlier this very year, in the year of our Lord 2023, I was at a special exhibition day that the Mariners held just before the start of the season, where they held a mini home run derby between the players and you know who won that derby and won it handily and then decided just for fun to put on an extra bit of power show out there. Say it with me, boys. It was Julio. Oh, Julio Rodriguez is winning this duel. He is going to mash out of that first round. Pete's not going to be able to keep up. It's Julio Rodriguez and he is going to advance to the second round. All right, then. Uh, I am unsurprised there. Uh, you should not be surprised. Yeah, I know. If, you had even, if anyone out there even had a remote about of being surprised that I am picking Julio in this, get your head checked. Exactly. Uh, I, look, uh, I'm okay being the homer when it comes to this. I'm excited to go there and watch this happen. Yeah, no, I bet that's going to be insane to witness in person. Oh, I remember that, that's the yeah. thing is. So when I went to the Homer and Derby, it was, you know, a completely different format. There were no face off type things it was yeah i think that didn't come into existence until the following year but i do remember uh david wright and robinson cano were in it and david wright only hit like five homers in the first round but the whole thing was that robinson cano got last 
at City Field. So it was pretty funny because uh, that was his last year on the Yankees. So, you know, uh, you know, he was getting it the whole the whole time from the crowd. Uh, but that and that was also the time when Yohan assessed what is one the first of his two Homer Derbies in a row. That was absolutely insane. Uh, so anyway, uh, from here, then. It's, so you guys both have Robert facing Randy. I have Adley facing Randy. Who wins this matchup then? Uh, for me personally, on this, I have, yeah, it is um, Robert versus uh, Randy. And I'm going to go back to Randy on this one. I think that Randy has a has that clutch gene in him to then, whenever the spotlight is fully on him, he knows exactly what to do and he rises to the occasion. I do think that Louis Bob going second is going to be a huge advantage for him on that. But I think that Randy just likes to run away with things. And I think that Randy Rosarena meets someone in the finals. Um, you know, I'm going to Lou Bob here. I think uh, Robert has a little bit of an easier first round matchup. And Randy also has that stress. So if he has to hit home runs to outpace both Adelise and Robert. Um, so I'm going to go Lou Bob here. I think this is more of like the, the 20 to 19, 21 to 20 sort of realm. Um, so Robert's gonna have to sweat a little bit, I guess. Uh, Randy probably can put up a huge number too, but um, Robert, you know, get away the cobwebs. He can have a bit of a rough first round, I guess, sort of like Schwarber did last year against Albert Pujols. Although we're not gonna say how that ended for one Kyle Schwarber, uh, but I'm gonna go with Luis Robert. So I I'm the only one who picked Adley to face off against Randy and. Well, I think Adley definitely has the potential to get past this round. I think uh, I think this is uh, Randy Rosarenas to lose. So I have him winning. I don't know how close it's going to be. But I, I like I said, I think Adley can definitely hit some dingers. But I think uh, Randy has the has the potential to get. I, I, I think he might put some distance between these two. Uh, and then I, I think. If I'm picking one who will get the extra time or is more likely to get the extra time, I think it's a Rosarena. Uh, so, yeah, I, I so Randy Rosarena, I think we, uh, at least Alex and I have agreed, will make it to the finals. Splash has Lou Bob. And then the other side, Splash and I both have Pete Alonso facing Vlad Guerrero Jr., a rematch of the 2019 finals, while Alex has J Rod facing off against Vladdy. Uh, who, who makes it to the finals here? J-Rod, second question. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I love the comments, by the way. This is one that I wish could be the final, right? You wish every year it could be some two people that really care about it, two people who are built for it, right? Um, both are right-handed hitters. I I think Vladdy will have a easier time in the first round. And I don't know how they'll order it, so maybe he gets a little bit of extra rest here. Um, I'm going to go with the upset. I'm going to take Vladdy over Pete. I think this is one with a big swing-off potential. This is one that, um, if you go back to 2019, I think Vladdy faced Jock Peterson, and both of them hit like 30 in the round, something ludicrous like that. I think that could be in play here, and that helped Alonzo win it because Vladdy hit 50 million home runs the previous round. Uh, but I'm going to take Guerrero, but I think a swing-off potential, 50-plus home runs in this round potential. I definitely think this – Pete versus Vladdy, if it's anything like it was in 2019, this is 100% going to have a swing-off. I 
just narrowly. Man, yep. Man, you guys are really uh bringing up this how intense this magic could be, even though it's not going to happen. Man, you guys are just so <laughs> okay. <weird>. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, dude. Yeah, you're uh, right. Because Mookie Betts is going to win the whole thing. Uh, yeah, it's going to be yeah. The second round matchup is going to be yeah. It's going to be Mookie versus Pete, and uh, Pete is somehow going to trip on the way to home plate, stub his toe, and will not be able to compete in the Derby. As will Mookie Betts, and then Mike Ford will come out of the dugout to Stone Mike Cold Ford, Steve yes. Austin's to Stone Cold Steve Austin's music, and this is going to hit forty five dingers. So that's all. That's what's going to happen, guys. Okay. <laughs> I'll, Let I'll, me have I'll, fun, I'll, Mac. Let I'll, me I'll have, keep, have fun. <laughs> I'll I'll keep that in my notepad. I honestly hope that happens. Uh, I hope Mike Ford is somehow uh, able to. Uh, Mike Ford. I'm I'm trying to think of a couple other guys who I would want to face Mike Ford. Daniel Vogelbach. Um, Daniel Vogelbach. Yeah, we guys. Have we, the, uh, the we need to have the return of the pearls. We need to have we need to have the labs home run. Derby. Yeah, the labs. Uh, Madison Bumgarner. Yes. yes. Oh, Zach Greinke. Bartolo Colon. Bartolo Colon. Yeah. Max Scherzer. Uh, oh, Tommy yeah. does not get invited. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so I I have Pete winning very narrowly over Vlad. It's I I really can go either way. Like I said, if it's anything like 2019, it's going to be ridiculous. So, anyways, that puts us wow three different matchups for the uh for the final. Come to think of it, so let's go one by one. Let's start with uh, Alex here. Who's your winner? So my final, yeah, my final is between Radio Rosarena and Julio Rodriguez. And in the year of our Lord, 2023, where Julio has already won a home run derby in this stadium. Mind you, it was with only teammates, but oh, well, don't think about that. Don't think about that. It is going to be him against Radio Rosarena. And while Julio is going first, the fans will be cheering their absolute hearts out and are going to be powering up this man, giving him all the spirit bomb energy in the world. So then Julio Rodriguez wins it and wears the necklace right after defeating Randy Rosarena. Um, okay, uh, we are now exiting uh, Alex's wet dream. Uh, I'm gonna say, uh, bruh, bruh, pause. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm gonna take uh, Vladdy over Luis Robert. Um, yeah, Guerrero's built for this. I would have taken Alonzo over Robert as well. Uh, Robert kind of does to me get the easier half of the bracket while the other half is murderer's row a little bit. Um, I will take Vladdy here. He just built for the Derby, man. Just the swing, just the the gorgeous swing. Um, and now if it was a full baseball contest and you had to play in the field too, maybe Lubov wins that. But just hitting home runs, I think Vladdy is Vladdy Alonzo, guys like that are built for this. So I think Vladimir Guerrero Jr. will win the home run derby. Yeah, and I, I was going to echo your sentiment that whoever won the this hypothetical matchup of Alonzo versus Guerrero was going to win the derby. So obviously I am picking Pete Alonzo. I think him, I, he's, like you said, I think he's built for the Derby. I think Randy Rosarena will definitely put up a great fight. I think Alonzo wins and he gets that third title. Uh, so let us know what you guys think. Ping us at LAR underscore baseball. Tell us who you have winning the home run Derby. Uh, are we being unreasonable? Are we are, are we omitting some facts here or something? But I th- I'm really excited for this, and I I think the Homer Derby is the most fun event of All Star Week. So let let's get after it. Uh, let's have some fun. 
Uh, so okay, before we move on, I, I do have a question for you guys. Yeah, uh, the NBA All Star Break has multiple events. You know, the slam dunk, the three point contest, the skills yep. contest. Uh, NHL All Star Weekend has a bunch of different events, right? I don't remember them yep. off the top of my head, but yeah, the NFL has a bunch of different stuff. Uh, okay, what yeah. are some baseball things we could do? Oh, I think the skills competition would also be really fun. Oh yeah. Okay. Like I think actually I think one that would be really interesting that no one would want except for me is having a head coach fungo golf competition. I think that actually, would be amazing. Yes. I like I like the baseball players golfing. That's a pretty big cliche. Hey, there was a, a long drive competition in the NFL fall or yep. the NFL I, I, Pro I, Bowl. I mean I'm just so. happy there's a celebrity softball game because that Dude, I am so excited yeah. for the celebrity all star. Yeah, that's gonna be so much that's fun. That's gonna be I amazing. Say, yeah. Look, I know he's there every year. But I'm a huge wrestling guy, so the chance I can see the Miz is awesome. Oh, yeah. I want to see that, but no, like the the celebrity all star game, the celebrity softball game is one I always look forward to every year. I, I think baseball is kind of missing the boat on like the add ons to the all star game. Oh, 100 percent. Because we like, do, do we really care about the all star game? No, the rosters are cool. The home run derby is fun. That's probably the best. I, yeah. The best thing about any all-star weekend is the home run derby because people actually care about it and you actually get real players, unlike the slam dunk contest where you're getting uh guys that are playing in the G League at the time. What are we doing? NBA? Yeah, Matt McClung. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like guys care about the home run derby. Um, so I don't know. I think it'd be fun to have other competitions. I understand you might want to do like fastest player or things like that, that it's in the middle of the season, you don't want a guy to pull the hammy. You know, you don't want to do like fielding competitions or hardest throw stuff like that. I get like hockey. You can do that. You know, football is at the end of the season. Who cares? Basketball, you can do a three point competition. But what what if we had like baseball golf? What if we brought in yeah, like the best like contact that, yeah. hitters? Like yeah, you had saying, like yeah. Louisa Rise and Stephen Kwan and guys like that. And they're just like spraying the ball to all fields. That'd be, that'd be I was cool. about to bring up the same idea. That'd be I was cool. about to bring up the exact yeah. same idea. Do it like uh, Wii Sports actually has a thing like that where oh, yeah. you, you get points depending on trying to say, do you want to get hit. left, center, or yeah. right? But also, do, take something out of the KBO and do the bunt derby. I was going to say the oh, bunt, yeah, the bunt okay, derby. Uh, yeah. Do so the that bunt derby. That sounds by awesome. Arizona. That would just be run by I was, Arizona. Forever. I was going to say, yeah. And the Dodgers bunt derby, 100%. Yeah. I want to hear a stadium of 47,000 people just yelling their lungs out, seeing a dude put a bun seven Bunch, feet. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. I'm, I. Oh my. That. That's something. I feel like it's it's an underrated skill that needs to be highlighted. Oh, hundred uh, percent. So, I feel. I feel like that needs to be on pay per view at this point. It was like the only thing I was good at when I played baseball was bunting. So surprisingly, I, uh, I was good at bunting, even though I never bunted because I am me, and I, I, I would, never know, could bunt for a base hit. I would either. You know, I would either get down a sack bunt or I'd get it. If I was trying to get on with a bunt, I would get in left-handed and try to drag a bunt. Uh, that yeah, was the I'm only... Slow for that. <laughs> I mean, I, I wasn't particularly fast, but I thought it would catch people off guard, so... Uh... I did do some sacrifice bunting, which I was good at, but I actually ended up t- uh, coaching and teaching people how to bunt for basics. Oh, nice. Because yeah. I was really good at, like, placing it. Like, every league I was ever in... I knew how to place a bunt absolutely perfectly. And I actually won a few bunt derbies with like teammates. Okay. <laughs> who, if Major League Baseball had like an Olympics, who would finish second to Mookie Betts? Because Betts would obviously win because he's good at everything. But who would finish I mean, second? Uh, I think Aaron, Aaron Judge. I, I think Otani wins it outright because he gets to be in both divisions. Oh, yeah, actually. Uh, 
Mm. It's either Bet Bet's Joe Girotani, I think. Um, I think Bet's if you have like a, everything he touches. If you have a def- if you have like an offensive and defensive also Joe Adele. Olympics, I think Joe Adele is like a sleeper. Yeah. Like he's yeah. barely on the Angels roster, but he puts on some of the most ridiculous batting practice I've ever seen. Mike Ford home run derby only. Let's go. Ichiro, Ichiro, actually. Oh yeah, oh actually, yeah, no, yeah, no. Ichiro is great. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, that's so that covers everything we have for uh, All Star Week. I I'm sure every. I hope you all tune in at least. Uh, let's. Uh, get to everyone's favorite segment now, which is trivia. And Alex has trivia today, so take it away. All right. All right. Thank you so much, Meg. It is time for trivia, boys and girls. And guess what? I am switching up the format because I can and I want to. So we're going to be doing this a little bit differently. We're going to have these guys go one at a time, but they're not going to be in the they're not going to be in the same room at this time. So one of them, one of them is going to give all of their answers. And then the next thing that I'm going to send them away and the other person is going to come in and do their answers. And then once every all the answers are put in, we'll see who won at that point. I also have a tiebreaker contingency. Do not worry. So I'm not going to tell you guys what the category is here, but I am going to say whoever goes first does get an advantage and it is a pretty good advantage. So you guys get to choose what you want to do with it. So I'm going to flip a coin. Uh, let's see here. Splash, you are our champion. You get to call heads or tails. Uh, we're going to go tails never fails. It is heads. So, Mac, would you like to go first or would you like to go second? I'll go first here. Okay. Splash, I'm going to ask you to mute your mic and leave the room. I will text you when you are good to come back. All right. So... Here we go, Mac. Oh, so baby. here is the here's the trivia. I'll explain it twice. So here's what's gonna happen. The All Star Game is held in Seattle this year. The last time this happened was in the year two thousand one. Mm-hmm. You need to name the starting lineup for the two thousand one All Star Game, and your advantage for going first is you get to pick American League or National League. Oh my God. And to be clear on what we're doing here, you need to pick the catcher, first base, second base, third base, shortstop, three outfielders, the designated hitter, and the pitcher. We're oh starting line for the 2001 God, I... All-Star Game held in Seattle. I should know this because I've oh I've done this trivia segment so many times on Sporkle and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I need you to pick a league. I'm going to go with the American League, I'm, okay. I, I think. Okay, so, Mac, you're taking the American League. You can name them in any order that you want to, but you only get one chance per position. Oh, man. Except oh, for man. outfield, which is obviously three. So. Okay, trying to remember things here. I believe the shorts... Oh. Wait, I don't know what position these guys started at. That's the problem. That's here we go. Now you're seeing how this is trivia. Uh I believe Cal Ripken Jr. started. I'm I if I'm not mistaken, he started at third base. Okay. All right. Keep going. 
I'm not telling you if you're right or wrong. Oh God, uh, Alex Rod- Alex Rodriguez started at shortstop. Okay. Um, Ichiro Suzuki started in right field. Um, try and do do my whole thinking thing. I'm not too good at that all the time. Uh, behind the plate, we had. Think again. Behind the plate was Jorge Posada. Yep. Uh, for first base was John Olerud. Oh man. You second have second ba- base. Yeah, you have second base and two outfield positions. DHF pitcher. Okay. Second base, I believe was Brett Boone. Um, and I have to remember center field, I think was Bernie Williams. Uh, man, I'm trying to remember designated hitter, I believe was Manny Ramirez. Uh, the only problem is I'm trying to remember who could that left fielder have been. Oh man, this is going to eat at me (laughs) because I should know the answer here. Um, Starting pitcher, I believe, was Roger Clemens. Uh, I am drawing a complete blank on left field. What the heck? Uh, left left field. Who in the world was a left fielder back then in the American League? Uh, I don't know if this is right, but Maglio Ordonez. Okay. So what was I my believe, score there? You also, I believe you also need a DH. I don't think you said a, Oh no, you I said, said Manny Ramirez for a DH. Then okay. So I'm not going to tell you your score just yet. I need one more thing from you. Oh great! And that is, I need you to say who were the top three in the lineup, who are batting oh. one, two, and three. Christ! Oh my God! Top three in the lineup. Not realize this would be part of it. This is uh, the tiebreaker. This is for the tiebreaker. Th- that's okay. I believe the top three in the lineup were Ichiro batting leadoff. Ah, man. I- Ichiro batting leadoff for sure, I think. Um, you're going to go Manny batting second and A-Rod batting third. Okay. All right. Mac? You have completed the trivia. I'm not going to tell you what your score is, but I am now going to ask Splash to come back in. But I will call you back in just a little bit, Mac. You did? I think you did all right. All right. So now while we wait for Splash to come back in, yeah, scores. All right. Once Matt gets back in, we'll be ready to go. And also stay off mute, by the way. Stay, uh, stay off mute because we're going to talk through the sound. Mac, you there? Hello, Mac? I cannot hear you. Can if you can say, can you say, can people say things? Balls. There you go, Splash. Yeah, stay off of mute. Mac, I cannot hear you at all. He got cooked. Oh no, he was cooked by his own he microphone. Mega cooked. Micah cooked. <laughs> All right. Well, okay, I'll say this uh, while we're waiting. This was surprisingly close. Like, this is this was interesting. 
but um can you hear me now so just waiting for back to get in yes yes we can hear you now sweet let's go amazing there we go all right so this was really close your guys's task of course was to name the starting lineup for the 2001 all-star game Accuate the american league splash at the national league Okay, question before you go. Are you going to say what answers were correct? Because I would like to try the American League. Uh, Maybe after the show, because we're already at about an hour. That's fair. That's fair. So, all right. But th- I will go right into the winner here. The winner of today's trivia is Splash by one point. Of, of course. I am unsurprised by this. So, Ooh. here's what happened here. Mac, you got seven out of ten. I'm surprised and, I got that many. <laughs> and Splash got eight out of ten. Ooh, um, wow. Mac, I'll tell you this right now. If the rule was not in place that I didn't need like the player to be at the exact same position, are you kidding me? He said you would have been so far down the list because you missed so many <laughs> positions. <laughs> like for one I, thing, so I had I had a lot of players in the wrong place. Yes, for what oh. they uh for what they you met you completely mixed up uh a rod and Cal Ripken. Yeah, I, 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 okay. No, that's fine though. And also uh, on top of it, you also had Manny Ramirez as the DH. Yeah, uh, Manny was not the DH. He was one of the outfielders. I, I, I uh I got it confused with one of the other years where he was a DH. I think. yeah, no worries. Like two thousand. So, so the lineups for both of you guys. For okay. the American League side, it was Yvonne Rodriguez as the catcher. Punch. Oh, that makes sense. Don Don I said Posada. Uh, okay. Don, okay. I, okay. Yeah. John okay. Olrud okay. at first base. Brett Boone at second. Mm-hmm. A-Rod was at third base mm-hmm. with Cal Ripken Jr. playing at short. Yep. Manny Ramirez, Ichiro, and Juan Gonzalez. Oh, I, was, I almost guessed Juan Gon. Yep. And Edgar Martinez was the DH. Oh, I should have got that. Yeah. And you got Roger and you got Roger Clemens. Okay, I, I would hope Clemens the was rocket. Right. So Splash, I don't want you to get too comfortable here because we're gonna get to something else in a second here. You got eight out of ten. The only two you missed were the shortstop and the DH. It was Mike Piazza at catcher, Todd yep. Helton at first base, Jeff yep. Kent at second, yep. Chipper Jones at third, Rich yep. Aurelia. Oh, oh Aurelia. we first uh, yeah. He was good that year. Yeah, Barry Bonds, Luis Gonzalez, and Sammy Sosa were the outfielders, and the DH was MLB The Show legend Larry Walker. (sighs) Foolish baseball legend Larry Walker. Truly. And Randy Johnson was the ace. But there was a tiebreaker for both of you to say the starting, the first three in the batting lineup. Mac, you are the only one to get even one right. Actually? (laughs) Actually. So you had Ichiro correct. But then you said Manny Ramirez and A-Rod. Yeah. A-Rod batted second, Manny batted third. So you got them oh. in the reverse order. Oh. <laughs> Plus, you were not even remotely close on I any I didn't of think these. I was. For one thing, you said Rafael Furcal, who wasn't even in the starting lineup. I'm aware. And, uh, <laughs> then you said Jeff Kent, who batted eighth uh, in okay. the rotation. And you said Chipper Jones batting third, who batted seventh. Oh, okay. So, nice. <laughs> Alex... Yeah, what's up, man? Chill. No. Um, <laughs> you still won, so congratulations Ugh. to you, Splash. You man, won by one. It was battled. actually surprisingly close. That was a good, uh, very yeah. good matchup. I, I was already good. was expecting Splash to just destroy me because I didn't think I, – I thought I got maybe, like, two people right, but – No, you did really good. Uh, I, I had a feeling – I see, I definitely knew Ripken and A-Rod were there. I just couldn't remember 
who started at shortstop actually, because I think if I recall correctly, uh, a rod, uh, Ripken was taking the field at third base and then a rod like pushed him over to shortstop for his last all-star game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, then he hit so a I, dinger. Yeah. He had yeah. a very famous dinger. I, yeah. Look, I, I I love All Star Game trivia because you can get all sorts of weird answers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure John Buck, John John Buck. I'm pretty sure in a previous year, Travis Tra- Travis Fryman started at third base. <laughs> I think there was another year Shea Hillenbrand did. So, uh, yeah. anyways, I could probably go GGs. on for days. GGs. Yeah, uh, good game, Splash. Uh, thank you, Alex, for putting that together. Uh, anyways, we're gonna finish out our show with how we do every week which is with the moment to ourselves, 60 seconds to speak about whatever the heck is on your mind. So who here wants to go first? Alex, go right ahead. Your timer starts in three, two, one. All right. So I'm very excited, obviously, for All-Star Break. This is the first time that I've gotten to go to it. And it's so weird because like, when I was a kid, when I was seven years old, the All-Star Game came to Seattle for the first time. And that was when Seattle had eight representatives. At the All-Star Game. Now, the Atlanta Braves are doing the exact same thing, but in, but in still in Seattle. I'm still so excited to get to go. This is the first time that as an adult, I get to experience these amazing events. The Home Run Derby, the All-Star Game. I think I've put a lot more value in watching the All-Star Game than most people do, but that's just because I love it. But any, anyway, from that, I am so brutally excited i'm very nervous because also there's also a lot of uh autograph sightings that are going to be happening especially with a lot of 2001 mariners that are going to be there that i'm trying to get for my own uh collection on that but guys the all-star game is going to be a lot of fun this year go enjoy it have fun and go mariners yeah and like i said having attended the all-star game i highly highly recommend it it is a great experience uh, I know New York was kind of a zoo during that time, but still, it's a lot of fun. Anyway, uh, Splash, do you want to go next, or shall I go next? Uh, feel free. All right, I'll go next then. Let me just get my timer started. All right, so something I did the other day uh, was spend a little money and purchase out-of-the-park baseball for the first time. And let me tell you, this game is crazy. Uh, it's It can be definitely frustrating when you like get into the, like, play the games and make the managerial decisions, but I've never seen a game this in-depth on baseball. And let me tell you, if you love baseball as much as we do, I highly recommend downloading it because it'll blow your mind. So, you know, you get to make all the GM decisions, all the managerial decisions, scouting and all that stuff. You get It's basically the closest you can get to simulating how a front office actually operates. And while I do love MLB The Show, their franchise mode doesn't quite go as in-depth when it comes to making trades, signings, you know, player-coach relationships, and stuff like that. So if you have a little money to spare, it's, I believe, 50% off, at least when I purchased it, download Out of the Park Baseball. I highly recommend it. Thank you for inspiring me. I want you to know exactly. right now that I'm actually downloading and I'm buying it on Steam right now. Exactly. That's what Not I Not mean. sponsored. Oh. Not sponsored, but, but we would gladly accept a sponsorship from out of the park. Base. We would exactly. gladly accept. <laughs> All right, Splash, you ready? Yeah. Here we go. Three, two, one. Uh, on that subject, um, I I enjoy playing out of the park. I I think it's a fine experience. Um, but I also enjoy playing MLB Power Pros and Super Mega Baseball and MLB The Show, and I think all four have like aspects that make them good. And it 
irritates me to no end that there's no way to like combine them. There's no way for say out of the park baseball. There's no way to play the games themselves, like swing the bat, throw the ball. Right. Um, You can tell your player to pitch. You can tell your player to swing. Right. But you can't actually hit a and, you know, move the cursor around in the box. Right. And that's frustrating to me. It's frustrating that MLB Power Pros hasn't been around in 15 years now, and I'm stuck playing with 2008 rosters and playing with Greg Maddox as starting as a starting pitcher, as opposed to Clayton Kershaw as a starting pitcher who would have been in the game had it been released a year later. Uh, so I wish there was like a way to like have like a, a combined game. Like if you had the depth of Out of the Park or even the depth of MLB The Show with you know, MLB Power Pros gameplay or a Super Mega Baseball gameplay. That would be a lot of fun. I would pay $500 for that, $1,000 for that. I'd waste a whole month's paycheck, worth of paychecks on that in a heartbeat. Um, but sadly, uh, I think the companies are too different and you're not going to have this. You're not going to have a game that has, you can go back to 1871 you like you can and out of the park, but also have some of the stuff you have in MLB Power Pros or some of the stuff you have in Super Mega Baseball or some of the stuff you have even in Wii Baseball, right? So I'm sad now. And uh, look, I, I definitely would love for that too because it would combine basically like, you know, the diehard baseball fans, you know, basically like, the guys who want to be GMs and all that with the guys who also love these quirky baseball games, in my opinion. So anyways, that should that... be like a segment we do sometime actually is make like the perfect baseball perfect video baseball game. game. Yeah. Oh yeah. 100%. That would be a really fun. I think that'd be a really fun little concept. Yeah, mm-hmm, definitely. For sure. Anyways. So that will do it for us. Like, I, like we've been saying, make sure you get to t- tune into all the all-star events this week. It's going to be a ton of fun. Uh, Alex, I'm sure you will get the most out of it. Uh, I, man, I, I wish I could go. If I'm being honest, I saw that John Boy Media is hosting Ref Guests live. So I'm looking forward to that. Anyways, I will definitely be you. tweeting from the Bird app. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you all for tuning in. Make sure to follow us on Twitter. Follow myself at Mathias underscore A underscore K. Follow Splash at Mr. Splashman 19 and follow Alex at the Sports Guy 242. Make sure to follow the Losses Above Replacement Twitter account at LAR underscore baseball. You know, you'll get all sorts of awesome content. I'm pretty sure we're going to be doing graphics updates soon to the MLB Power Pros graphics. So look out for that. But anyways, thank you all for listening and I hope to see you all real soon.